0: Welcome to the Curate Your Life with Demetria podcast, where we focus on curating your life and image from the inside out, so the life you're living matches the life you dream about. Hi, y'all. Today, I'm gonna share a special episode with you. I was recently a guest on the Coach's Cup podcast which is hosted by Judith Fender and Sonia Green. I joined Sonia to talk about part of the Curate Your Life process, which is making room for what you love. I'm going to share the episode in its entirety, and I hope you enjoy it because I had a great time visiting with
1: Sonia. Hello and welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching, and today I have another exciting guest coach, Coach Demetria McVeigh, and she is an image and style coach for women. So I am super excited. We're going to talk about making room for what you love. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Demetria. Thank you, thank you for having me here. I am an image and style coach
0: for women, and I work with them. My process is called the curate your life process. And so I work with women to help them figure out what they want their life to look like, and then how to go about starting to curate that vision, how to take things out of their life that don't fit that vision, and to start to build and bring things in that do fit the vision.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds, I I think I could use you. (laughs) Most women probably could though, right? I believe so. I think Sometimes they need to,
0: they need that space and the permission to really get clear on what they want
1: mm-hmm. and
0: to figure out that it does not have to look like anything that we've been told that they don't want it, like to, that they can really have a vision for their life that is right for them. Like you can, if you really stop, think about it, spend some time on it mm-hmm. and figuring out what you love and unapologetically, right? No, don't put limits on your dream. Don't feel like it's selfish. Because I think when we do that, when we figure out what we really want and we start to create that, it's better for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you think of maybe an example of one of your clients that's made just this miraculous transformation? Well, I was, <laughs> I was my first client,
0: right? <laughs> Very <laughs> smart. Yeah. yeah. I was living in the suburbs out in the neighborhood with families and kids and a cute little elementary school and folks would walk their um, kids to school. It was a great neighborhood, but it wasn't really the vision, the life that I wanted. So I sold my house and um, I moved to the city and closer into the city. So more downtown, like walking and fun and hip and cool. I don't know if I'm hip and cool, but (laughs) it feels hip and cool. But part of that was, you know, I was living that American dream that people are supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to have a house, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do this. And like that's not really what I want to do. That's not where I want to be. So it was a big change. And I had a lot of stories in my head about what other people were going to think.
1: Yeah. And did you get pushback from anybody? Did anybody? I really didn't. Yeah you know, because people want you to be happy, right? And exactly. Yes. Yeah. So no, I didn't get pushback All right. and I love it. It's been so wonderful. So you were your first client and that was more of a physical space, right? Deciding you wanted, what, what other kinds of image and style makeovers do you do? Do you coach women through? Um, I coach them
0: through like their space and their environment uh-huh. that they're in. So I work with them on their space. I work with them on the mental
1: clutter as well. Yeah. Yes. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, I think a lot of that is a lot of people pleasing and the shoulds, right? Like yeah. the, all the things that we think we should do. And just like with my situation, I had that story and was putting that on myself That was not necessarily anybody else's story. I thought I had to do those things, but when it comes down to it, you get to to decide what you want and you have to think about all that, all the things running through your brain, all those Mm -hmm. thoughts. And especially when you're telling other people's thoughts, you have those thoughts in your brain, you have the stories. And so you have to unpack those stories and see if they're really true.
1: Right. Right. And, and in your situation, they weren't even true. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I find that often in coaching too. It's like people are convinced that they should do something because somebody believes that's the way it should be done. And in the end, it's all in their head. Right. Yes. Yeah. And even if they
0: do, if somebody does believe that you have to do something, mm-hmm. that's, that's for them to work through, right? That's yes. their... They get to work through that and you don't have to, because we know that you can't make other people happy, right? Right. With your actions.
1: Yeah. 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 Do you coach mainly on those kinds of physical and mental things or do sometimes do people want coaching for getting maybe people cleared out of their lives or habits, you know, that do they want that kind of transformation?
0: yes the habits that is that is a big one and starting to build new habits right and i think a lot of times i work with people on creating things that they want mm-hmm. and to remember that it's something that you're doing for yourself so yeah. don't look at it as you know punishment or punitive like if you're working on weight loss you're really working on your health or if you're budgeting you're trying to build wealth so telling a different story about it and knowing that that is something that you are doing for yourself that you want to do. So that's why it's important to be very clear on what you want. So then when you're kind of going through the work and you're doing it, you know that you're doing it for yourself to get that thing that you truly want.
1: Yeah. So what are some tips that you can give us for eliminating these things? Other than having an image of, you know, making sure you have a clear picture.
0: Right. So have the clear picture and let's say your wardrobe, right? You Mm -hmm. can start to take out the things that don't fit that picture. And I love to send my clients to places like Stitch Fix and different style things. Even if you don't use that service, you can get an idea of what you like Mm -hmm. and then start to build pieces like that. But first, take out the things that you don't love. Anything that doesn't fit, anything that has been needing repair over, you know, so many months or so many years, get honest with yourself and know that you're probably not going to do that yeah. You know, <laughs> and just go ahead and get those out. So then you can bring in things that you love. Yeah. The pair of high heels that you got for something and you wore once and they kill
1: your feet. Get rid of those. But they look so pretty. <laughs> they
0: look great, but they yeah. are they? They're not doing anything. In they're your looking closet.
1: great in your closet, right? right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and one of the other tips that I give them is when you're doing that, if you have things that you wore once or that you think you know somebody else get get use out of, you can sell them on Poshmark or places like that you can donate them if you want to donate them to like dress for success or something like that and let them go out into the world and and be useful and be loved by somebody. Mm, And that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. They have that trick where you hang everything one way at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, if the hanger hasn't moved, um, you take it out of your closet. I think that's just a little bit delaying the decision. So just take a few minutes. I say, Take 15 to 30 minutes, maybe once a week and kind of go through like one closet, one drawer and break it down into pieces. So you're not spending your whole Saturday, you know, decluttering a closet and you have a pile of things in the corner (laughs) that need to go, um, to be donated or, you know, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely, I'm thinking about, you know, I was teaching full time, um, until until the end of the summer. And now a lot of the dress clothes that I had, I just, I haven't put on since, you know, since last winter and, and don't really have that use for them anymore. But I hate to get rid of them. You know, there's that story in my head. I might need it someday. Right. Right. But you're right. We usually, that someday is few and far between. Yes.
0: And even if you don't get rid of, I mean, if you keep a few, you know yeah. keep your favorites that you absolutely love sell the rest
1: yeah yeah that's a great idea
0: and the other things one of the other tips is paper i was bogged down by paper i've pretty much gone electronic for everything but that's a big cuz you see it you know especially mm-hmm. if it's out that can cause a lot of mental clutter the physical clutter causes the mental clutter so yeah i one of my tips is to get rid of paper and go as digital as possible.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Me- <laughs> <laughs> not hives, but you know, I, I'm looking at my desk and I have one, two. Um, there's a third one here somewhere, but I have three notebooks and I, I'm still teaching a college class. So I have my notebook for that, I have my coaching notebook, and then you know, a reading. Journal that I journal in uh, about things I'm reading, and I love having paper. And you know, it's just because I'm of the age where I grew up having paper. Right. I never even used my first computer until I was in college, so um, that one's a challenge for me. In fact, my husband laughs at me because I still have a paper calendar. I put things in my phone, but I like to look at my week on on paper. Well, you right. can't see it, but. Anyway, well, and I understand that because I do love to
0: physically journal to write out. Uh-huh. And so I do have notebooks, but I'm thinking more like the mail that comes and oh, the yeah. bills and things like that. That just cuts down so much on where do you put them and, you know, you have to file them and you have to gather them together. And yeah. when it's digital, you can have that file and put it in the cloud, wherever that is and yeah. call it up anytime you need it.
1: Yeah, no, my, I'm laughing. My husband, um, he also does his banking online, like, and I did banking online, but like, he'll deposit his checks, you know, take the picture of them, and and uh, I still don't do that either. <laughs> I still it's, like to drive it to the bank. <laughs> it's a process, right? It is a process. When you're ready, you can do that. I, I'm being kind to myself. When I'm ready, I will. Yes. I will make the switch. One of the other things we were talking about,
0: about mental, about the mental clutter. Mm-hmm. I teach people to curate their social media feed.
1: Like oh. You don't
0: have to see it all. It doesn't all have to be there. Uh huh. I think that makes a big, big difference and the amount of time that they spend as well.
1: So do you teach people like to, how to go and what to, to click to fix it? Or what do you do? Oh, just. Hide the people that you don't want to see the messages okay. that
0: you, yeah, you can cut down on the advertisements, you know, you can just click on that and say, you want to see less of that
1: uh-huh. again.
0: I am very selective about a, who I friend yeah, and yeah. then what I see. And if I don't like their posts, they don't have to know that you, you can um, not unfollow yeah, unfollow, not unfriend. Yeah, so they're still there. You just don't have to see them every day,
1: right? That would help out tremendously, I'm sure. Right. It's it's tempting to buffer with social media anyway, and then when you get kind of sucked into, you you keep scrolling because you haven't seen anything you wanted to see yet, and yes. it just kind of prolong. I mean, in theory, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> Never, <laughs> me either. One of the
0: other things I have. Turned off a lot of notifications,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because that set constant, hey, hey, are you there? Yes. Are you there? And you don't have to be that available for everybody all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I have figured that part out. I I set up a do not disturb period in my day where unless I have it, so you know, if there's an emergency, somebody in my family can get through. But other than that, people don't have access to me. Yes. And that's that has been a huge time saver. It
0: really is. I think mm-hmm. we don't realize how much time we spend. You think it's just a couple of minutes and hours have gone by. Yes. Yes. And I've had people before do a time audit, like uh-huh. get really, really honest on your time uh-huh. every 15 minutes. And it's eye-opening to see what you spend time on, oh, flicking yeah. through the TV, you know, just mindlessly doing that or the phone social it's media it's so
1: easy to say i don't have time to do this or i don't have time to do that but when i go in and plan my week and honor that plan i get so much done yes and i have time to do lots of things right and it's i think people think that's restrictive i think it's
0: so freeing oh yeah that yeah yes
1: because then your work gets done and you're not trying to fit it in at the last minute or you don't have to say no to somebody because it's already done. Right,
0: right. yeah. And when you spend your downtime, it's quality downtime because you're not thinking about all the things you should be doing yeah. because you know what it's on your calendar, it's going to get done. And, and that time that you have to relax, you can truly relax.
1: Yeah. So what about... The, the people like, have you, do you ever coach women on if they want to change relationships in their life, like eliminate people from maybe yes. friends that pull them yeah. down or hold them back? Yeah. And what I will
0: tell them is like, you can slowly ease away. You know, if you have a clingy friend, you can, you know, slowly ease away and schedule like your time with them as well when you have the mental capacity uh-huh. to do it and you can schedule it you can block it like an hour I have an hour for this person because it may be somebody It could be a relative right that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't want to completely cut out of your life but you can you can really control that and yeah. put parameters around it
1: yeah I I think that's one of the hardest things. I asked you that because in coaching, that's one of the most difficult things I I think people have shoulds around. I should be, this person needs me or it's a family member and there's all these expectations. And so that seems to be one of the heaviest, I guess, things to get rid of in your life to eliminate. Yes. One of the big things I...
0: I realized was I don't always have to answer the phone when somebody calls yes you don't have to answer that call you can call back you can call back so and I have to remind myself of that sometimes especially I have set some do not disturb times as well mine are normally later in the night for winding down and going to bed but Uh I have a I have an aunt who will call in the and I'm like this is almost my bedtime, and I don't want to, you know, chat right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's okay to to not take that call. Yeah, and to get back to them. That well, was a tough one for me.
1: And like you said, I think at the beginning, this is kind of bringing us full circle. You're you're better when you're taking care of you, taking care of your space first. You're better with everyone else. Yes, exactly. So you can give her more of your full attention when, when you're ready. Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: I would say with work, Uh you know, you know, you're the times when you have the most energy and the most mental capacity. Uh So you have to plan for that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things I learned early on is that. And the number of days I can push through, like I, I can give you 110% for this long, but after this, I'm going to need a break or I'm not right. going to stop honoring my calendar. I just can't fill it full morning to night. Like I used to be able to do. <laughs> right. You have to make room for regeneration and to refresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. All right. Anything else you can think of? One of the
0: things I do love organization and the physical space and making sure that's in order, because I really think that really helps your mental capacity.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: When you're not looking at a pile of books in the corner or a pile of clothes, you know, so I really do talk a lot about your environment and your physical space and Mm -hmm. making sure that's a space that elevates you, that is relaxing. It's a haven. I think when you can get your home and your space to that place. Yes. Then you can start to do so many other things like yeah. the mental things and health and things like that.
1: Absolutely. Th- that is really uh rejuvenating, I think, because I tend to, well, my husband and I both, we tend to kind of collect and clutter. And so, and, and we have a, you know, a nine-year-old at home, so he does his part too. But when we go through, you know, at some point I'll be like, this is enough. (laughs) And we'll go through and put everything away and throw everything away and box things up. And it gives you just, it's like a breath of fresh air. It gives you energy to see open spaces again. Yes, it does. I yeah. always say that your home should be a haven and not a to-do list. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if somebody's looking for you for coaching, how can they find you? I am at Coach Demetria
0: on Instagram and my website is coachdemetria.com.
1: All right. Thank you so much for being with us. I think that's something we can all use is eliminating. Whether it's physical clutter, whether it's mental clutter, paper, you know, whatever, I think that's advice that we can always use and we can always find something. Yes. <laughs> that needs to be removed from our lives. Right. All right. Well, if you are looking for coaching from me, you can find me at com. Or you can go to the Coach's Cut Podcast Facebook page. That's always a fun place to talk about the podcast. So if you are eliminating clutter, you know, spring is coming. So this is probably a popular time of the year for you. This this is, yes. Yeah. So you can tell us about what you're eliminating in your spring cleaning. Awesome. Great. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Demetria. Thank you. We'll see you next week.
0: If you want to continue the conversation with like-minded women who are creating lives they love, join us in the Curate Your Life Facebook group. Or if you're ready for the tools that will help you build a life you don't feel the need to escape from, schedule a consultation to discover how coaching can benefit you. You can find the links in the show notes.
1: Until next time.